Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, guys. Episode 208 here. We've made it through another week. I don't know. It's tough. It's the grind. It's about to be deer season. This is your boy, East Coast Trev. And I'm joined with Mr. Madman Mardik. What up? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Uh, we're getting so much closer to deer season. How does another, it feel? <laughs> uh, this is the last episode in August, bro. The next one's going to be September. I know, dude. And guys are starting to fire off. You know, I, I saw today on Facebook, like, uh, I don't even remember what state. Oh, I think it was maybe the boys from the Talk About It crew down in Alabama. Like, they were talking about how the season's right around the corner because, I mean, it's about to kick off for them. So, like, we are in the grind of it, man. Like, it's 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 about to be here, dude. This is sick. Yeah, it's come, It's going to come real quick. It's it's a blink of, the, blink of an eye, Ugh. and I cannot wait. I, I need know. it bad. I know, I know. I, I'm, I, you know, I was talking with the boss and trying to figure out times and this, that, and the other thing when, when the fishing season was going to be over. And he, you know what he, you know what he said to me? You're never going to guess. He said, he said, uh. he says, uh, I have you booked until November seventh. I said, huh? Ooh. November what? <laughs> Uh, November 7th is my favorite day in the woods. Uh, it's, it's my favorite day to be in the, in the deer woods is November 7th. So I'm a little upset about this, honestly. <laughs> could be worse. It could be like November 24th or something like that. So <laughs> I guess, I guess you're right. I mean, our official last day is November 19th, but still, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, it probably won't be that. The, you know, the doubles. You know, those are almost over. the The first of September, we we are done with night trips, so it'll be nice. I won't have to record on the drive home again. And we can get our lives back together. Things are always hectic. Like we went through hunt stock, and we've been trying to grind through the summer, and it's just tough. Like, but but like we were talking, you know, we always talk about is you make the time to make things happen, no matter what it is. Like, you know, like yourself. Getting up and grinding in the morning, like, dude, that's that's not an easy thing. It's it's not an easy thing to to have that self control to get up in the morning at four forty five and start slinging arrows and whatever else you got to do before you get into work. No, you're absolutely right. It's not easy, but and this is something I haven't really talked about too much on the podcast. I just kind of been quietly going about my business, but um, I recently got into rucking i'm sure most people know what that is and um i haven't taken it to the extreme like some of the guys do to get you know an elk shape or whatever but uh more more of like a whitetail fit kind of thing and i'm doing you know anywhere between three to four miles a day with 30 pounds in my pack and dude i feel great like, I feel accomplished. I do it before work. I'm getting up, like you said, at 4.45 in the morning. I'm getting in my three and a half miles. Um, 
shooting anywhere between 20 or 30 arrows before I even leave for work in the morning. And um, just a good way to start the day, good way to get prepared for the hunting season, you know, because before long you're going to have to get out of bed early to, to make it to the tree stand. So you might as well start getting used to it now, you know. Yeah, and when you stay on that full circuit, like staying up, like like for me, like in the summer, you have the summer and you're up early and you're fishing, then you get in deer season and then you're up early and then it turns into turkey season and you're up early. It's just easy to just stay on that continual grind. Because you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll be able to sleep in. But then when it comes that time that you go to get up for whatever season it is, you're like kind of like, you know, just moping your way into it. And you're like, ah, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. But if you just stay on the grind, dude, and you just keep doing it, it, it just all comes together. And then you become that morning person. For sure. I mean, if you think about it, the hardest part of it all is – getting out of bed yep. once you once you get two feet on the floor everything gets easy after that it, you know the three and a half miles with 30 pounds on my back really isn't that hard shooting the bow right after all that really isn't that hard the hardest part is not ignoring that alarm clock not hitting the snooze button putting your feet on the ground putting the boots on and getting after it well it's you know easy I mean? to and, just roll over just, when you know it's cold outside to stay in, in your cozy cozy you know your moo-moos and stuff it's just easier oh dude how many how many deer do you think survived because somebody was too lazy to get out of bed in the season and they just said ah it's too cold out or just some or too hot out or it's might rain and they just roll over and go back to bed and that that buck they're after walk by their tree stand that day because they decided to knock it out of bed well how many people or how many stories do you hear steve about guys who are like oh i should have went to that stand because that buck walked by and it and in all reality it's because they didn't get their ass out of bed <laughs> that's why that deer survived so there's so many stories that are right, like that right. like that buck that buck would have never walked by that morning it had he been on stand because the only reason he walked by is because he wasn't there blowing his wind in the wrong direction or yeah. something. <laughs> it's so crazy it's so crazy to think about you i'm never just, know i'm just looking forward to deer season man i'm looking forward to watching the success of everybody um and guys don't forget while we're on the topic don't forget to post in the outdoor drive group when it comes to hunting season. We want to see, I mean, we, you know, tag us in that stuff. You know, don't be afraid. Hashtag tag. Um, post it up on the outdoor drive group in Facebook. Like, we want to see this stuff. Like, we we strive off the success. And then also it kind of keeps the guys all knowing what's going on, you know, as far as, like, you know, when the deer are moving and what, you know. It's just good to see all that stuff. So don't forget about that. Um, and... You know, hey, why don't I just break into it? What do you say? Let's get in on onto uh, a little bit of I think chore that's, work. That's a good idea. All right. First off, we're presented by Huntworth. Huntworthgear.com, the best hunting camo on the market, in our opinion. Get more for less with Huntworth. Guys, don't forget that there is a 30% off sale running right now. Uh, Steve, when does that run till? I think the end of October? I think is when that goes till? Uh, Dan, the, the no, I thought it was the end of the of August. Oh, was it? It's only a couple more days. 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't forget to do so. that. Get on over to Huntworth, huntworthgear.com. <laughs> save yourself 30%. I know it's already cheap enough, and then you're going to even save yourself even more uh, over at huntworthgear.com. Uh, Nor'easter Game Calls, nor'eastergamecalls.com. Get your grunt tubes. There is some left. I said that there wasn't going to be, but there actually is some left um, from Huntstock, and they are on the website at nor'eastergamecalls.com. Uh, Bowhunters United, bowhuntersunited.com. The link is below. Sign up for that. Be an advocate for the bow hunting world. Um, as far as the political side of it and all the things that you do get from Bowhunters United, like uh, deer and deer hunting, there's a ton of great things that come from that. There is, you know, cheaper stuff in some stores. It's just a list that goes on. You guys can check that out at bowhuntersunited.com. And then last but not least, Latitude Outdoors. Cub. Oh, Kev, didn't Bowhunters, didn't Bowhunters United just open up a second tier of membership too? So now, yeah, and you you have to get on over to the website. But if you sign up for the paid version, there's a paid version and then a non-paid version. So there is a free version of Bowhunters United, um, and you can just sign up and kind of just kind of get to know what's going on in the world, get notifications, newsletters, so on and so forth. And there is some great stuff that comes from Bowhunters United as being in the free version, but then there's a paid exclusive version also, and you get a little bit more out of that. I mean, it's not much. It's 20 25 bucks for being a member, but it's worth it. It's worth every penny. These guys advocate for us as bow hunters to keep the sport alive. So it's always good to go check it out. The link is below, um, and you guys can sign up and uh, get yourself a membership with Bowhunters United. And then last but not least is Latitude Outdoors. LatitudeOutdoors.com. Use promo code OUTDOORDRIVE. Save yourself 15%. They are shipping out uh, the carbon sticks. They are still up for order. Your Latitude saddles, platforms, and whatever else is to come from Latitude Outdoors. So go and check those guys out. All the links are below here in the podcast. Um, Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button button on our youtube page too we have a bunch of new videos the boys are working really hard with that the mini doe patrol series is up a couple of cool kills on there uh seth talia uh Luz is coming up soon there's just a ton of great videos some you guys can w- go back on um and watch all of our hunting videos over the years uh they are up there and kind of get pumped up about that there's a bunch of turkey videos. It's just we have a ton of great stuff. Just kind of keep up what's going on on behind the lens here on the Outdoor Drive. And then, as always, make sure to a five-star review. If you guys are listening on iTunes, make sure to share it around. Tell your friends about us. I know we're not that cool, but it's always good to do so. So, Stevie, you still awake after all that? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bore you with all the, the good stuff. Yeah, I just I was just doing a little research here, so we got a fact straight here. The Huntworth sale is from now until August 27th. And the thirty percent off code is pre thirty p r e three zero. Oh, so that's only going to last for another three days. That's going to last until the the Saturdays. I mean, on Sunday. Sunday is the twenty seventh. So, correct. So, so a couple more days to take advantage of that thirty percent off the already extremely cheap, high quality camouflage. Yes, that is awesome. Well, I am superly looking forward. I don't even think it's a word. Um, I am really looking forward to this episode. Uh, we had Josh from Primitive Patriot come and join us on this one. 
Uh, we had a little bit of fun, dude. We tore it up at Huntstock. Josh is a super good dude. Um, actually, the reason and how we know him is through Huntworth um, because he is also on the Huntworth team. And uh, I met him at a bar. Well, shook hands with him at a bar in Harrisburg originally, and we were going to do a podcast while we were there. We all got super busy. Um, so it was, it was good to see him up at Huntstock and catch up with him. And I, I don't think it's going to be the last time that he joins us here on the Outdoor Drive. What do you think, buddy? You want to crack right into it, dude? Agreed. Turn turn the turn the mic over to Josh. Uh, I can't wait to listen to this one again. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's turn the mic over, dude, and uh, let's get this podcast started. That you are. You are definitely listening to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and I'm joined with my good buddy, Madman Mardik. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. Well, I didn't really actually care. But uh, we're, we are still here in Huntstock in Westminster, Massachusetts at Wildwood Farm. Are you having fun, Steve-O? Yeah, I'm still here. Who's these guys you found? This is uh, Josh with... Primitive Patriot Primitive, Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, good one, Steve. <laughs> I didn't really find them, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, we've known these guys for a while. Yeah, we, yep. we ran into in Harrisburg, and we've been following each other on social media. Yep. How's the show, man? We've been enjoying it. It's uh, it's been a nice weekend here, and we've getting a lot of publicity out here with our with our content. Um, you know, we're from Western New York, so in Massachusetts here, we're not well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool is a lot of the content creators that are here are already following us. We're following them, so it's almost like a reunion where we actually get to meet the people in person that we've been following. So it's kind of cool here. That's absolutely awesome, man. Let's put this thing in four-wheel drive. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do. Sounds good. Uh, well, my name is Josh Larson, and I'm the owner and founder of Primitive Patriot Outdoors. We're based in western New York, about 60 miles south of Buffalo. We started this thing about three years ago. It was kind of like a hobby on Facebook, um, pretty much just sharing our knowledge and experiences with the outdoor world and, and giving tips and advice on how to make yourselves a better outdoorsman when it either comes hunting or fishing. Uh, we started doing a big buck contest. In the first year, we had 69 entries, so we're like, all right, cool, growing it, growing mm-hmm. it. And then we decided we're going to do a walleye tournament. So we got up with a couple guys that run big walleye tournaments in New York State. We launched ours, and now ours is one of the top-tier walleye tournaments in the state of New York. Wow. So that kind of boosted the company up, um, and it was pretty sweet. So from there, we just kind of been snowballing off and, and doing different projects and how do we reach more people. So, you know, with the tournament, the big buck contest, that was kind of like our money makers. So we're like, all right, now how do we use this to reach people? Um, so we started the Heroes Hunt, which is a non-for-profit organization that we created, um, taking veterans and first responders on outdoor adventures. So our like motto is taking these heroes and finding peace through the outdoors. Um, and all of our hunts that we take them on are paid for either by our sponsors or they're donated by other farmers and stuff like that. So then we started doing like the YouTube show thing. You know, I bought some cameras, didn't know, really know what I was doing. So I've been learning as I go. Um, <clears throat> that show is called Lead and Lures. And then the end of season one, we just finished filming in Africa. And as you watch the show, you can see how we've grown as a company from using a GoPro and a cell phone to now we're using drones and 4K footage at the end of the season. So in 13 episodes, we've really taken it to a whole new level. So that's kind of where we're at right now. 
That's awesome, man. And, the, and that growth is, is super important, right? And then it comes so quickly. Yeah. And you never know it. You're just like, all right, I'll try and do this and I'll try and do that. It was the same as like you started off doing, you know, the big buck contest yep. and then it snowballed into the next thing. It's it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. You know, like. It, and it's, it's shows like this, you actually get to learn like from other creators or other companies. You're like, oh, man, what are you guys doing? Like, that's cool. And you get to take a little bit of piece of mm-hmm. from everybody else and, and build your own you know your own style of things like with the, the uh, limitless guys they're showing us 360 cameras that aren't too expensive so like all right what's our next thing that's going to push us to the next level right so we're going to when we get back home we're going to start filming virtual reality hunts so that way we can either do instructional videos for people that are not big into hunting so it's like this is what we're doing you're getting a 360 image of us out in the woods and seeing exactly how we hunt and stalk animals and stuff oh that's pretty cool so so then not only out of a tree stand, but stalking and spotting. Exactly. And so, yeah. So, like, you get to see us going into the woods, setting up a camera, what we're looking at. Like, these Limitless guys gave us this idea this weekend. And we're like, well, how much does that setup cost? And it's not expensive. And all you got to do is mount a 360 camera on top of your, like, a, your pack or on your head mount, and you're already filming. And it's like, dude, this What's is the crazy. editing on something like that, though? We haven't really toyed with it yet. I mean, right. we just kind of learned this, uh, We, you know, you know that there's virtual reality out there, but no one does in the hunting. So I'm sure it's probably just like us hunting our regular TV show, like mm-hmm. taking the footage and, and, you know, adjusting audio and lighting and stuff like that. But with 360, who knows? Right. Is it just, you know, do we just do it as a raw footage thing? Like this is it, unedited, raw, this is what it's like in the woods. For like kids growing up and wants to get into the hunting, like, all right, you know, they might not have that father figure, like which is very common in today's world. Right. You know, there's a little divorce rate, single mothers kids without father figures now you can actually go you want to get hunting watch our instructional videos on how to get out there and do it mm-hmm. uh, speaking of that how did you get into hunting where did it all start for you my dad oh, okay. um, growing up my dad was a marine um, he was in the marines in the 1950s and 60s so i was adopted so my my dad was a lot older he always took me out in the woods as a kid man i loved it like just being out there with my dad and experiencing it at like four in the morning and hearing that tom come in or watching that deer come in like my dad really got me in the outdoors you know, he wasn't a big outdoorsman. Um, he just would do it for me. You right. know, that's all it was for him. After I got out of the Marine Corps, I was pretty angry. You know, I had that after eight years of nonstop getting mad and deployments. We did three trips or three tours. You know, I finally was like, I need something to get me back down to earth. And right. then the outdoors is what kind of saved my life, um, finding peace. And then I was like, you know, if I get big, I'm going to help other veterans find that piece for my, you know, like the way I had to find it. Right. And, you know, it's funny, you bring up a, a super valid point and one of the things that we see a ton and guys that are, you know, ex-military, mm-hmm. Marines, Army, whatever the case may be, and they've been in these bad situations and they treat PTSD yeah. and some of these other things with the outdoors. Yes. And it's an amazing thing. And we're also reaching first responders now. So firefighters and police officers. I'm also a volunteer firefighter back home. Mm-hmm. I've seen some more messed up stuff in the volunteer firefighter world than I've seen in combat. You know, you go to a car accident and you're like, well, you know, that eight-year-old just watched his mother get annihilated from a head-on collision from a drunk driver. So firefighters also have that PTSD as well as police officers. So it's like, we want to reach them too. That's crazy what you're doing in the community because it's not only just, you know, I was under the impression everything for you was video, right? But yep. I didn't realize that there's, you know, the walleye tournaments, the big mm-hmm. buck contest. You, you're doing an African hunt. Yep, we, we uh, took, you know, we teamed up with CRCS Outdoors. 
Um, the guy that runs that is named Scott Jordan. He's a high school teacher, just retired, but he's in his 12th season on the Pursuit Channel. Um, and what happened was, was New York used to have 16 and older to hunt. He said, the heck with that, man. So he got this program started where he's taking students from 13 to 18 years old all around the world. So he goes to New Zealand, Alaska, Africa, different trips with these students to get them out hunting. Now New York has lowered the age down to 12, but he's still doing this. And it's like, wow. We, we teamed up with him last year, went with him with 10 students to Africa. And like, I've had more fun watching kids learn about hunting and conservation than I'm out there in the woods killing something. So it was really an awesome experience for me to be a part of that. Especially in Africa, because Africa is one of those places that, like, especially for a kid, could you imagine being that age bracket exactly. and being over there? Like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Yeah, and like most most see. adults dream of going to there, mm -hmm. and now we would be able to take these students there. And that's all from CRCS Outdoors, um, what Scott Jordan's put together in his outdoor program. What do you, what do you what do you think that you take from that? Like, as far as like, there's an obviously that that turning stone for you. Like, you came home from the military angry found yourself whatever yeah. the case may be and now you're trying to help people where was that point for you that you were like wow this is this is definitely the calling for me well um you know i've been hunting most of my life um and then my first real experience of where i really found the peace was my first trip to colorado so a buddy of mine got up with me he's like hey man you want to go on an elk hunt i'm like dude i've always dreamed of that so I get up there and we're 12,000 feet up and I hit this spot in the mountain where I could just see for miles. The air was pure and that's where I just got like a shell shocked of just awe. And I just stood there for like an hour, man, just staring like, dude, this is peace. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really found, I was like, man, like if I'm feeling this, other people need to feel this too. Right. So, you know, my last trip to Colorado, we took an army vet out. I had, hey man, you help me film, we'll get you a deer. So we were able to get him a mule deer tag, and I said, hey, here's the thing. You help me film, see if I can get an elk. You see a mule deer, it's yours, man. So, like, we took him out there. The first thing I took him, I was just like, I got to take you somewhere real quick. We took him up to the mountain, and he just sat there, and he's like, dude, bro. And I was like, just sit here for, like, an hour in complete silence, man. You just feel changed. Right. You know, you're sitting in thoughts like, dude, you are a small thing in this universe, and there's a lot more out there than just what's going on in your life. This is it, man. Mm -hmm. So you don't think, and 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 I don't know. I'm not no military background for myself, but yeah. like, is there ever that point? Like, I know, like when you're in a place like that and it's surreal and this, that, and the other thing, and obviously your thoughts come over you. Like, do, it, does it just swipe it all away and you have a whole different train of thought? Like, you know, like if you're sitting, like say if you're driving in the car and you're by yourself, right, and yep. you have all these emotions, you're like, oh, this is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my life. And then you get up somewhere, and then that all just melts away. I've had moments like that, you know, mm -hmm. um, because, like, hunting is just not all about the kill. And there's so many different variables. And the same thing with, like, fishing. So we do fishing trips as well. But there's so many different variables that go into it. It's not luck. It's It kind of is luck, but it's just things coming together. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, with fishing. Okay, you change that depth of that lure five feet, that might get the fish. You change the speed of your reel bringing it in that might change you're in complete control of every decision that you make and when you finally capitalize on that you're like i'm accomplished and you know that's like the way i take with hunting you know i love do-it-yourself hunts i don't like guides so going out to colorado it's like i'm scouting it took me three years to get an animal right but those three years i was learning gaining knowledge and stuff like that and the whole time i'm out there you're just enjoying life 
learning, building yourself as a better person. And I think that's what's great about the outdoors is you're also building yourself as an outdoorsman and you're always constantly room for learning. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that when it comes to that because, like, you – but you have to then the, – the thing with outdoorsmen, I guess, and you could agree to disagree, agree, whatever, but, like, I think sport – outdoorsmen, they have to have some type of drive to them. I know it's yes. cliche, but, like, you have to have some type of drive to you to keep pushing on further and yes. further because – if you don't, you're not going to succeed, and exactly. then you're just going to end up giving yep. on it. So, like, everybody that's here, they definitely have some type of drive, whatever exactly. it might be. It might be catching panfish in the local pond, or it might be chasing muskox yep. in the, the Arctic. It's, a, it's you that know? adrenaline that mm-hmm. you get. Like, you know, everybody has their own niche, or niche, however you pronounce yeah. it. You know, like my buddy Jeff and Matt. Tomato, tomato, bro. Exactly. <laughs> you know, my buddy Jeff and Matt, they're part of my, my company. Um, they're my pro staff. Mm-hmm. Jeff's also my vice president. They're huge into coyote hunting. That's what gets them going, going out at night, calling in that coyote and kicking it, you know. Yeah. Me, I love whitetail hunting, but elk is definitely my adrenaline getter. Really? I've focused in the last three years. I've watched so many different videos and podcasts and listened to how I can improve my game in elk, and it's starting to pay off of all the times I'm just willing to learn as well. So I feel like, yeah, we have that drive, but as an outdoorsman, you got to have that ability to be willing to improve yourself at any time. I mean, technology's changing. You know, it's, it, there's so many things out there now to learn, like podcasts and videos and stuff like that. Like 15 years ago, we didn't have this. Nope. So you were learning from generations of how they hunted. You know, your grandfather passing it on to your father, then passing it on to you. Now it's just anywhere you go, you can find information and education on how to improve your game in the hunting. you got to be willing to learn and admit that there is room for improvement. No one is the best hunter. There's always room to learn. See, and that's and it's funny that you say that, and I talk about this a lot on, on a lot of different podcasts, is that, like, the, the problem with hunting is that there's no checks and balances, right? Yes. Where, where, like, hunting and fishing, it's a sport with yourself. Yes. Like, when you played team sports, soccer, football, lacrosse, whatever, there was a captain. Yep. And there was always that star player. Exactly. In hunting, there's not. No, nope. you are you are it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was in high school, I did track and field. Yep, you could win as a team, but you're only going to go as far as you push yourself. And I think me being in that sport kind of separated me differently from – other sports because you know i went to states right i'm the only one that got myself there but i had to be willing to push myself to that next level to keep going farther in my career as, a, as an mm-hmm. athlete you know with team sports i love it because it builds camaraderie so you're you know you, you're only as good as your next team so you got to build each other up as well and i mean i'm not knocking team sports but you know it's the same thing as being a, a self-athlete because you have to be willing to help your buddies as well Right. And that's kind of where I've taken this outdoor thing is, like, I want to teach other people to be great outdoorsmen as well. So I'm willing to always share my knowledge and my experiences to get people out there. And I think that's one of the great things about the outdoors is taking, like, like taking out kids, yes. bringing that next generation, that there is people out there that aren't self-centered. Exactly. That want to be able to push that to the kids. You know, like in your booth, you have the court gun. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Like, get the kids there, get them involved, get yeah. them intrigued. You know, like, they could come to a hunt show like this. What do they really have? I mean, like, you know, like our booth, what are we going to give them? Stickers? Exactly. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like, you have to have those kids involved where the attention is on them because yes. this sport is really for them. It's not for us. Yep. We're just living it today. Yes. But the future of it is for the children. And there's a saying that I watched on, like, the Avula Safaris the, is the company that I go with to Africa. <clears throat> and, and in one of their promotional videos, it says, 
to the extent like, you know, this land is not ours. It's borrowed from our children. Ooh. And that, that was like powerful statement. And I'm like, that sticks with me. Like, you know, like this isn't our land. This is our children's land. So if we don't take care of it, our children or our grandchildren ain't going to have this way of life. I like that a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very well said because it is. I mean, it, it's so true. Like we we were those people when exactly. our fathers brought us out hunting and yep. we were there. That was that was our land. Now it's time to hand it down. Exactly. And and you know, it's an heirloom for them. Yep. You know, right? We'll call it, it that. Exactly. And if you don't take care of our public lands or your private lands, if you just let it go to waste, these newer generations aren't going to have a place to call home or a place to hunt. You got to be able to respect it now, knowing that it's not ours. Right. It is our children's land that's mm-hmm. coming up. So I got one question. So what is some of the future things that come for for you guys and your guys' project, and what do you guys foresee happening? You know, the next season. So with our with our TV show, we're always looking to improve the video content. All right, what can we bring to our viewers that they're not going to see somewhere else? Like, you know, you have a lot of shows. It's like, all right, it's whitetail hunting only or turkey hunting. You know, our show is lead and lure, so we want to provide more fishing trips and stuff like that so that people go, well, how do we do that? Let us tell you. You know, how do I go on an elk hunt? Do it yourself. Let us tell you. Um, but now we're, we want to reach more people but also put the everyday hunter on a whole new platform. So, like, YouTube's great. It's an amazing platform. So but what we want to do is put the everyday outdoorsman that has content on a nationally streaming channel so that they can get their image seen as well. <clears throat> so we've been working with some developers and some code writers to build our own standalone app for smart TVs. And uh, the app's called PPO TV, and it's pr- short for Primitive Patriot Outdoors TV. Um, and what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a streaming channel, pretty much. It's an app that you can download on your TV or you have your phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and what it's going to have is it's going to have a 24-hour, seven days a week, like live streaming network, just like a normal TV show. Like, you know, you'll have this show on at this time and this show at that time. But what's also going to be unique is each show will have its own demand center. So let's say you're a YouTube creator and you want your show on our app. Cool. You pay the money, you get it on the app. Now you can go to your local bar or your local outdoor store instead of them playing like Duck Dynasty or something. Now they can play your TV show and get your name out there while they're subscribing to us. So <clears throat> the goal is like, the you know, there's a lot of outdoor shows out there. But it's like the guys that you know are going to get that deer. One, they already have the ranch. They've been feeding the deer. You know they're going to get it. We want to showcase what it takes to get that deer. You know, like the hard work. Like our show, I film from the drive to setting up the cameras to all that to what it takes to finally get the animal. Like a story almost, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's so many content creators out there that ain't getting the return that they should be. You know, they're the ones that are buying the products from these major companies. They're the ones that need to get seen because that's who we relate with. Right. You know, I can't. I don't relate with someone that owns 100,000 acres that always has great deer. I want to relate to the guys that's like, man, how do you get that? What was the steps that he took to work to get that animal? And that's what we want to kind of showcase on this app. So... You know, it's going to be five bucks a month. Once we get it all launched, it's going to try to launch it next year. It'll be five bucks a month or $50 a year. And we're trying to get a bunch of shows that are YouTube content creators, like the small guys, the mom and pop guys, you know. Get them on there so that they can have a show. And we want to do it, set it up so that your show is going to play one time on first shift and one time on second shift. So that way the working man that's always out there, if they're either working on first shift or second shift, can watch your show at any time. And then, like, 
our biggest motto is time is money. With today's way, you know, everything's expensive. Some people have to work two jobs just to live. You might not have time to sit there and wait till Friday at 3.30 to watch that show. So if we have the on-demand section, now you can, whenever you get time, you can watch your favorite show. Right. So that's the goal um, with what this new project that we're working on right now is for next year. Um, we're also improving our walleye tournament. So we've teamed up with the city of Dunkirk in New York to bring the first ever walleye festival from, of New York to New York. So it's going to be like a three or four day event. The main event is our walleye tournament. So like Friday you'll have the Big Fish Friday weigh-in, then a couple live bands. Saturday will be the main event weigh-in at 3.30, and then we'll have some live bands, all with having all these vendors and content creators there as well. So we have the main pier. We're going to bring in some, like, like Hunt Chef, um, a bunch of other outdoor content creators and booths and stuff like that, as well as, like, craft show. We might do, like, a 5K. Um, we're going to be doing, like, a kids tournament, and we're also adding a kayak division to it as well, so that way it's not just us angling fishermen right. that's in the big boats or your trackers. Mm -hmm. It's a walleye festival for everybody to enjoy in the community. That's awesome. I think that's absolutely great. And, and going back on the, the TV thing, like, the one of the things is, like, yeah, we all love to watch big deer get shot, yes. right? But I also love to watch the dude that has mismatched camo shooting exactly. does. You yep. know, like, it's, it's and to see that grind, because I can't relate to somebody who has 150,000 acres. Neither can I. I can't. Like, nope. it's it's not a thing. So to watch some of these people, or not even that, but, like, guys that are just starting. I mean, we were all there. Yes. We all started somewhere. Yep. And to give them a platform to be able to showcase their stuff, to be able to share it with one another, yep. that's that's an, an, at an affordable rate, too. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, it's super tough to be able to you know kind of get your name out there and stuff and everybody's in youtube but yep. youtube has become very liberalized it has it and has. and a lot of the stuff it can't be shown tiktok so on and so forth yep. so like what is that next thing for us to be able to move forward and grow yep and this thing here is like we will monitor it and it's like showcase the real raw footage mm -hmm. you know like i want to see that emotion like if the guy cusses that's it that's what you're doing as an everyday outdoorsman. Like, right. holy crap, you know, like, I'm not yeah. going to cuss on your podcast. No, no, you it. can. We're raw, real, no bullshit. So, but you know, that, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, I shoot that deer. I'm like, fuck, I got that thing, you know? Yeah. We want to show that. We don't want to go, okay, well, let's film the guy taking the safety off. Make sure he's got his orange on. Yeah, you want to be all about that as well. But we want to show the emotions that go into mm -hmm. that as well, you know? like I shot a deer the other day. It was in between, what, Luke Bryan and what was that? Oh, <laughs> what oh. did we say? <laughs> I forget. Anyways, I shot a deer, and it, you know, you know, oh, the Blair Witch Project. Is, is, is not coming out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't. Oh, jeez, I thought he was hyperventilating. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's the raw reel of it. Exactly. Man. That's what it's all about. Like yep. you were talking about a story about Jacob Emery, and you and your mom were watching it, and your mom was like, she thought he was faking, faking it. it. Really? She shot, she's like, Steven, is he really that excited? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what it's like, mom. Because like, the, like for us, the everyday outdoorsman, you know how much time we put into that. Mm -hmm. Some of us, it's year round. You know, yeah. as soon as hunting season's over, all right, cool. Now we'll go find the bedding areas. Where were the sheds at? You got shed season. Mm. Shed hunting is the best time to scout deer because now you're finding where the sheds are at. You're finding where the bedding areas at. Where their main highways are at. Then you go into food plot. Now you start building your food plot areas. Well, not even just not even all year round. Multiple years after right. years yes, to yeah. chase those deer. Yep. A, a lot of people. You, a lot of people add up uh, sits. How many sits they sat this season? Or exactly. How many, how many hours in a tree? Yep. Before they harvested that target buck. Yeah. But 
like you said, you go all, all the way back to the hours of shed hunting and running trail cameras and uh, road scouting, glassing from the road, um, hanging stands, running cameras. I mean, I'd puke if I knew how many hours yeah. I put in to that w- or shooting m- that one and deer. money and yeah. money because time is money as well. Mm-hmm. But you're putting, you know, you're buying that food plot, you're buying the, the cameras, you're buying the scouting the stuff. batteries. And then when you finally get that animal, you're like, all this hard work has finally paid off, and now I have meat on the table, and if it's a nice box, something to hang on the wall, you know? It's just... And you, they want to share it with exactly. each other. And it's, like, not even big bucks, but, like, I've seen multiple people that are proud of that spike buck they shot because yeah. now we're like, dude, now we got venison in the freezer for next mm-hmm. year. And it's like, dude, like, I got a guy that's in our fire department. He shot a small deer, but, man, his smile on his face when he posted that. And what's sad is, you know, social media is almost ruining the experience because it's like, oh, dude, bro, you should have waited three years to shoot that. It's like, why? He got as much excitement out of that than I do with an eight-point or something. Like, me personally, I won't shoot anything under an eight. Why? Because I get my doe tags filled. Like, I always, like, bow season, boom, doe management. Take out a doe, take out a doe here. I got my meat. Then I go in there. But you got to realize a lot of guys work so much, they mm-hmm. might only have one day of the year to hunt. They're going to shoot whatever they can legally shoot. And they're proud and happy about that. And we can't diss on them for doing that. You well, know? And not everybody, you know, going back on what you were saying before, not everybody has shed hunting season. Exactly. They don't have prepping season. Yep. They don't have that. And that's the good thing about the sport. Like I had said in the beginning, like it's a, it's a sport against yourself. Exactly. And and whatever you feel is your goal that is accomplished. Yep. And if it is shooting a, a doe or a small buck, well then so be it, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Nice job. You got to your goal. You got yep. your gold medal, man. Congratulations, bro. More happy yep. to you. We just happen to be playing in the NFL, yes. and you're still playing high school. That's exactly. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. There's nothing wrong to that. We set our goals at a higher standard, yep. and this is what we want to do. Exactly. We want to go shoot kudu in South Africa. Yes. We want to go. And, dude, Axis you may get Hawaii. there. Axis deer in Hawaii. Like, you, yeah. you going to. If there's any left now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah without shit, being uh-huh. on fire, right? Yeah. They're barbecued. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bust out the trigger. Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it's anything like back here, then it would be good new growth. We'll have bigger exactly. Axis deer. You know. No, just <laughs> yep. But, but, no, like, those guys, they just. It, they are on their level, and we're on ours. Yeah. But you can't bash somebody. No. So what? So virtually, what they're doing is they're going and they're going to a preschool uh, soccer game and telling them that the kid sucked because he tripped and fell. I mean, that's literally that's, what they're doing. That's what it is. And that's not how is that fair? Social media has totally ruined the outdoor space, in my opinion. It has. It's, it's good it's for g- us. It is. Like for for us, it's trying to get our name out there and, and try to be a household name in the outdoor world. Social media is great, but if you're that guy that doesn't care what the heck you shoot, you post that picture like, man, I finally got it done. I was out, able to get out tonight for a couple hours, and and this buck came in and I shot it. And then you get the guys that are like, well, bro, you maybe you should have waited, or you, why would you shoot that? It's like, dude, he's proud of it. Let him have his moment. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it actually started before social media, though, if you think about it, because we grew up on. Real Tree Monster Bucks, Mossy Oak Mega yep. Bucks, all yep. those DVDs and stuff like that, or VHSs, they weren't shooting six bucks and six no, pointers weren't. and spike bucks on there. And that's when, that's the first time I started hearing people talk about four year olds and five year olds yeah. and mature bucks, you know what I mean? And then when the social media came along, everybody that grew up watching these DVDs yeah. thought that that's the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Well, they were all able to have an opinion too. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, everybody's got it. Now everybody has a voice to hurt. And if we get it with our walleye tournament, a lot of the anglers, you know, we respect your opinion, but we can't please everybody in the world. Right. You know, there's billions of people in this world. Not everybody's going to agree with you. You know, you have a certain way of doing it. Some people ain't going to like you for it. Well, you're right to your own opinion. Exactly. How are you going to judge somebody for that? Exactly. That's, that's my thing. Like, it's. Oh, I, nothing well. pisses me off than questioning my opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah. I'm allowed to have my own opinion. You don't have to agree with it. Exactly. But you're not going to tell me my opinion's wrong. Exactly. It's just my opinion. Yep. You, you have your opinion. Right. I have my opinion. You have your opinion. They're all different. We're all right. Yep. Well, you can't get opinion. mad at somebody else's opinion. Correct. Exactly. Personally, like, I won't shoot anything under an eight. Right. People are like, you can't eat the antlers. I'm not well, eating antlers. I'm eating the dough. <laughs> That's how I look at it. But some people get mad at me. They're like, well, you're not a real hunter. You're just a trophy hunter then. I'm like, no, I use my dough tags to fill my freezer. I like to actually see a nice rack and see them grow. I mean, that's my personal opinion. In my opinion, though, that's that's equivalent to and just as bad as buck shaming somebody for shooting a small exactly. And it all goes back to the saying, it's cliche, and everyone says it, shoot what makes you happy. If a spike buck makes you happy or a four-pointer makes you happy, great. If I, it has to be a four-and-a-half-year-old or yep. five-year-old for me to be happy, that's, that, that's yep. what makes me happy. I mean, so... I'm not going to shame you for shooting what makes you happy. Why do you have to reverse it? Exactly. And give me shit for yep. shooting what makes me happy. Yeah, and that and you shouldn't. You right. definitely yeah. should it's not. Just, it's just as bad. Yeah. Like just, going back like like do my, you? my brother just reminded me of something. So last year my brother shot a buck. And he's just like, "Hey man, I got a buck, super proud, really happy." I was like, "Let me go see it." I go up there, it was a very mature buck on its way down. Mm. The rack was small. It was just mm. a 6 point. But you can look at it, and it had no molars. They're all wore down. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you just shot, like, a six-year-old mature buck. Like, I'd be proud of that. For sure. Be, to, the fact that you shot a deer that has lasted that long. But people pull on social media, like, it's a small rack. Mm. Who cares? Well, now it's about uh, the rack? Yeah. And it's right. like, dude, But it look, wasn't about the rack when it was a two-year-old. Exactly. You know. But now like, it's about the rack people, because... People are, like, bashing them. Oh, well, that was a small deer. No, it actually wasn't because it didn't have any teeth. You could tell how old that deer was. Well, and one of our thing is, like... Probably the three, four of us in underneath this tent right now is we don't care about the size of the rack. Mm-hmm. No. We care about mature deer. Exactly. Because we are doing the act of conservation. Yep. And taking the bigger deer, mature big deer out of the herd. Yep. I don't care what the rack looks like. I'll shoot I'll shoot any four or five year old deer because that deer is on its decline and on its way out. And that's the sad part about social media. Oh well these guys have been posting huge deer, so that's what I gotta go get. And then you get someone like my brother who just shot a very mature deer. Mm-hmm. These people didn't do the research. They just see a rack size. They don't know that that buck was actually outlived many of the deer that's in that area. Um, Joe, <laughs> he didn't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Joe, this is the manager? Yeah. What do you got? So for all of our viewers that, you know, you guys can't see it, you know, my brother, who's he's my co-owner here, did not want to come and publicly speak on a podcast, but he's shoving the phone with... Pointers and tips say for this. me to bring up. Say this. <laughs> say this. Say car ramrod. Say car ramrod. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I wrote it down for you. Why didn't you say oh, it? I forgot. <laughs> I well, what did it say? What, what was he supposed to say? What was car ramrod? He was talking about, he was like, mention de- proper deer management. Like, <laughs> you want my mic? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it's it's just, it's so true. It, it honestly right. is. And, and how is it, like, 
it's about the it's about the rack when it's big, but mm. when it's small, it's not it's exactly static. like the, what. And yeah. you're like, you just took out a deer that probably maybe had a year left to live. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, they don't get that old. Right. I'm chasing a deer this year that w yep. he's on the decline. Yep. Yeah. He's and on the decline. So what Joe said is the genetics are gone at that point right. anyways. You right. know, like, it's just crazy. It's, the, I don't know. I get frustrated I think people get it. hung up between, and, and I guess it's just word choice, but you can talk about big deer and you can talk about mature deer. Exactly. And they're not always the same thing because I have a buddy in Kansas right now that, you know, he's sending me pictures of absolute giant deer they're two-year-olds yeah but they're bigger than anything i yep. have on camera yep. mm -hmm. and so just because it's mature doesn't mean it's big and just because it's big doesn't mean it's mature exactly so Plus, you know, it can I, have bad I, genetics i always try to talk about mature deer i don't yes. let's not talk about inches let's not talk about what's on its head I, I just hunt mature deer. Yep. Well, in the same token, you can only shoot the deer that are available to you. You Correct. can't shoot a 180 where there's no 180s to be shot. Exactly. Exactly. So, so like, if you go, go to my booth and see the deer that's hanging on my wall. Right. That won a big buck competition, and it scored 122 in our area. Right. You know, we have a lot of Amish. Nothing against the Amish, but they shoot a lot of animals. Yeah. And they don't care what size just it is. Filling I mean, up the wagon. Well, when you, got, when you got 56 kids that are working on the farm... You gotta feed all those kids, right? So, you know they'll go out and kill make, a lot they of the make good pretzels, though. stuffed pretzels. Well, they're, they're donuts, yeah. they're donuts, man, and they're pies. Oh, in the whoopie pies. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, like, what he's talking about is he's talking Harrisburg, the stuffed, stuffed pretzels. pretzels. We call them Amish hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, the Amish hot pockets, dude. You can't. My go neighbors on. are Amish, and they got a little baked goods thing, and I'm like, man, dude, I've gained 16 pounds in four days eating their donuts. <laughs> <laughs> You all talk about taking little dabbies in the woods and packing on the weight. Man, eat four freaking Amish donuts and drag a deer out. You hate yourself. <laughs> Worth it. Total just straight lard. Good. You know? I'd be 450 if I had an Amish neighbor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I got enough problems with the convenience store being right down the road. Never oh, mind, yeah. you know? Yep. <laughs> Too many little dabbies. No, but I just, I just, I hate the bashing aspect of yes. it. And, you know, one of the things that I've started to notice, too, and, 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 you know, being at shows and meeting new people and the growth of, you know, our business and so on and so forth is our generation, because we're in the same generation, is our generation is willing to help one another and yep. work with the community and kind of fix what was what was already broken, I think. Exactly, yep. Because I think, and, you know, I see it a lot in the fishing industry um, where you have older captains or older guys mm -hmm. that are working that you know, the fishing scene, yep. and those guys are war against one another. This guy's an asshole. Why is he in my spot? He, yeah. That's my spot. That's my – and us young dudes are like, hey, the bite's hot over here on such and such yeah. a reef, man. You better go get them, dude. Yep. They're not going to be there long. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's not my spot. My old neighbor, his name's Marshall Stearns, one of the best knowledgeable fishermen I've met. He used to be my neighbor. He's the one that really got me into walleye fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I go out. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, we got two in the boat. Go out 65 feet, drop your lines at this. He's like, you'll start hitting them. Thanks, dude. Thanks for the information. Right. Now I can go out and get you know dinner, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that, you got to respect that. Tournament time, dude. No one's telling anything. Like, what'd you catch that on? Musky bait. What? Cut a walleye on musky bait. Yep. <laughs> because it's tournament time. No one's talking. Nobody's you know? talking. Right. Where everything is or what's but, going on. But when it comes to like the charter world, like I'm yeah. not a charter captain, yeah, yeah. but a lot of my friends are charter captains. It's cool because if this charter captain's having a bad day, he still wants his customers to get a nice set of fish to take mm -hmm. home. And these charter captains are like, well, try out here. And that's awesome. Like, when you get into, like, 
the commercial fishing world and the charter fishing world, a lot of those charter captains help each other out, you know. Yeah. If you're one charter captain that's one of the cocky guys in the dock, like, oh, well, we caught bigger fish than you, and you're doing that every day, no one's going to help you. No. Mm. It's like, well, keep doing it then. And you're going to fail because yeah. your spot's going to burn up. Yep. Now you don't have a network of people to be able to help exactly. you out to be able to grow. Like we, had a, we had a guy at a tournament, and I won't mention names, but, you know. Was he <clears> cheating? No, it wasn't no. cheating. Put weights in it. <laughs> it wasn't putting weights in it. But, Sorry, I had to throw it out there. You know, we had a bad day. And he's like, "Well, how'd you guys do?" And I was like, "Well, we got, you know, we got a couple five pounders." He's like, "Oh, we were throwing six and sevens back." Good for you, dude. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna weigh in an eight and a half pounder." Gets the scale in a seven point two. Like, yeah, I thought you were throwing those back, dude. You know, <laughs> like your cockiness just showed your ass. Right. Good job. Yeah. And then everybody's looking at him like, "Haha, dude, you didn't get the big fish." So, you know, oh, and we he don't, didn't win. No. Oh. And that's the thing. We were like, dude, you're walking around telling everybody you're throwing six and sevens back when everybody else is catching fours and five because it was a bad day of fishing. Right. And then you go up there and like, yeah, it looks like you did just like us, man. Just right about yep. across the board. Yep. But and I just don't. And that's and that's the other thing is that that in the tournament world, there's checks and balances. There is. Because there's other guys that are better than you. There's always exactly. somebody who's better there's than you. There's always a bigger there's, fish. There's always a bigger fish. It doesn't matter. You might get it today, but you ain't getting it tomorrow. Exactly. So it's always, it's that humbling part of it. There's it is. that old check and balance thing. And now if he was fishing on his own, he'd be in the coffee shop or in the bar at the end of the night telling him that he got nine pounders, but it was really a seven pounder. Exactly. If he was just regularly fishing. You know, it's exactly. And I don't think this kid listens to it, so I'm not going to say his name, but still. You know, it was funny, like, so our last tournament, we had to cancel it due to weather. The wind was just too much. So, unfortunately, we had to, on Sunday, do all the prizes on a lottery draw. So all the teams, captains, their, their names go in a hat, we just pull the prizes. Unfortunately, that's the way it went. Well, this kid got pulled for second place, and he's out telling everybody, he's, oh, I got second place at that tournament. Dude, it was a random draw, man. Like, you didn't earn it. You just you got serious? drawn. And he's on Facebook going, oh, dude, yeah, I play second at their tournament. No, dude, I'll comment right on there. You got drawn on a random draw. You didn't earn it. You got drawn. You didn't catch a single fish. Exactly. <laughs> but he's got the trophy on his mantle, the second-place trophy, because he wanted the trophy to take home as a souvenir. Well, now of he's, course he did. Look what we got. Look what we got. <laughs> I hope he like, listens to this. <laughs> if you're listening, what up? <laughs> <laughs> second, but the, how would you – you know – I just I don't understand that. So then you're gonna tell all of your buddies when they come over that you won second place, but you didn't even catch a fish. Do you yeah. even do anything? Yeah. It was more or less a participation trophy because yeah. you signed yeah. up for and the, the uh, like the big thing. <laughs> so he voted for Biden. The one tournament, you know, he it's actually uh, he got Hunter eight, Biden. He got eighth place. <laughs> he got eighth place for Big Fish Friday, which is cool. Yeah. You know that's just the luck of the draw that you were able to pull in that big fish. He, oh man, dude, eighth place. We are freaking taking this tournament over. But didn't weigh in on the main event because he couldn't catch six fish. Oh my god! And it's happened like a couple turns. Like, how'd you do? Wow, well, well, we didn't we didn't feel like we could you know weigh in, so we didn't weigh in. So that's bad for the community. It is because you're out there like telling that, and it's like you're just giving us a bad name, man. You know, like just be humble about it. Like, if I didn't catch a full box and you did, hell yeah, I hope you win it. That's the camaraderie that you know you want to build in the outdoor world. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have rivalries. That's just human nature. You're going to well, get jealous and of this guy. it's not always a bad thing. It's either. not, though. Like, I think competition right. makes everybody better. Mm -hmm. Like, you Pushes got something you. I think you're doing better. I'm like, fuck, what can I do to make myself better than you? Mm -hmm. Now I'm improving myself. Just like, all right, now if I got something bigger than you, like, shit, he's got it going on. What do I got to do to make it better than him? Right. Well, the we, pro it becomes a problem it. when you become envious and jealous That's when of it the comes other person. Problem. And instead of 
thinking about what you can do or using it as motivation to become better and put in more work yeah. and and elevate yourself you just shut down and just you know poor me poor me yeah. you know <clears throat> must be nice kind of guy you yeah. know what i mean like this event here like you know you see other content creators like man what do they got that we ain't got wow they got that and like you know these limitless guys over there like dude this right here would elevate your game i'm like well well, well teach me yeah how do we do it so he's showing us exactly how to do this. So I was like, oh, my God, this is new age stuff that I haven't seen yet. They're not a hunting company. They're a media production company. And they're giving us those tips to elevate our game. I'm like, dude, you teach me. I'm going to learn anything. Mm -hmm. And now we're, that's, when, that's where the idea of now filming in virtual reality for hunting is, is going to be coming next year. Well, now spin that into the deer hunting woods. Exactly. You surround yourself around people that are better than you so that you can, you can become better. Exactly. It's the same in the fishing world. Yep. You only hang out with the big dogs so you can become a big dog. Yep. And I just I just did a magazine article for Shout Out Colorado. It's a it's like an online magazine publication. So they just did an article, and you know like they're like, well, what's your motto in life? I said you are only the average of the top five people you surround yourself with. Right. You take something from this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. You're the average of them. So if I only hang out with successful people, I'm going to be successful. Because they're gonna push you to be exactly. Successful. If you hang out with people that are like, eh, I just don't feel like doing anything today, and oh, whatever, or something like that, and you keep hanging around that, that's eventually gonna rub on that for you. Well, it's like hanging out mm. with a crackhead. You hang out with a crackhead, you're gonna smoke crack. I exactly. Mean, it's just the way that it goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> I don't know. I was waiting for him to say something. <laughs> I was waiting for the Joe to come in with the a Joe. note. <laughs> <laughs> Are but it's still talking about Hunter Biden. What's my yeah. cue? What's my cue, Joe? <laughs> booger sugar. He brings up booger sugar. <laughs> no, but it's just so true. It's, it is. It is. It's so true. Like yep. you know, growing up, my father would be like, you know, the president doesn't hang out with a pothead. Exactly. You know, it's like it's just the way it is. Hey, I mean, well, well not today's no, world. That's not a pothead. Right. It's where, crackhead. All right. Hashtag <laughs> where's Hunter? <laughs> um, well, I the think president so. doesn't hang out with him. He gave birth to him. <laughs> it's even worse. It's worse. It's a <laughs> they do a lot of business together overseas too. But yeah. Anyways, I think it's an ego thing too, right? So you get like back to what you're saying that the, your five best friends or whatever. If you are very egotistical, you might want to hang out with. A bunch of guys that are worse than you, right? Yeah. Like, let's say we're talking hunting. Yep. If your friends are, are bad hunters, well, you're the best. I'm the I'm the be, I'm the best guy. Yep. I, all I'm the best hunter at all my friends. But if you want to hang out with five, if you're the worst out of all your friends, that means you're hanging out with guys that are better than you yep. that you can learn from that yep. can push you, which is better. Even though you're the you know bottom dog or whatever, yep. you're still elevating your game. To and that's better. that's how I am in the walleye world, like walleye fishing. I'm by far the best angler. Right. I'm just upcoming. So, like, I look forward to these guys that have been fishing for 30 years, like, hey, try this. All right, I will, because if that helps me better, I'm going to try it. Right. You know, like, when I first started fishing, I was doing it, like, the old school way, mono and, like, lead weights on the, the mono to get my lines down. I had a guy go, try lead core. What's lead core? You know, I'm not, you know, I'm used to fishing ponds and streams. So, like, now that I got in, I was like, what's lead core? Well, it's lead line. Every right. color is five feet. I'm like, Jesus. Now I ain't got to calculate my depth. I just put out seven color line, and I know that my line's down here. Now I put a lure on there, and I know that that banded deep diver is going to dive that line 35 more feet. And I'm like, if you wouldn't have told me that, I wouldn't have known. And it's right. improved my walleye game just from learning from these guys who have been doing it for 30, 40 years, you know. But if you stop listening and stop learning, you're not going to succeed. Exactly. They're going to surpass you. Yep. 
Yep. And, it, you know, what's funny is I'm not a religious man by any means, but my dad would say to me, he goes, God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you listen twice as much as you talk. And I like that. The, and the I reason like that. for that is because then you can continually learn. Yeah. You're not here to teach. You're here to learn. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because you're only going to learn and make yourself more successful. You're not – if you're trying to teach yep. and you just keep your – you know, you, you, you're riding on your high horse and telling everybody what they should be doing, you're not going to learn anything. No. Because, nope. I mean, the world is constantly changing. People are innovating new things exactly. in the fishing and hunting like, world. Like, I know nothing about saddle hunting. Right. I've never tried it, and, and but now I'm like, man – that's smart because now you're super mobile. So, like, now I want to learn it. Like, I want to elevate my performance and trying to get in a saddle and see how it does. Spe- it might not work for me. Speaking of Amish people, when they brought the first saddle to Harrisburg, we were there five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. It was the funniest thing. You would thought that the Amish saw aliens. They really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but They can use them, right? There's no zippers. No. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yes. They buy them all the time. The can use saddles. Yes, they can. Yeah. yeah. There's no buttons. I mean, they're using binos. Yeah. They're using range finders. Yeah. So, they mean, don't take pictures, so it's fine. No. Oh, yeah. Don't, let, say, them, don't they, let them fool you. I yeah. saw them with the DeWalt tools, too. Well, Come on, let's go. Well, there's this there's this dude, like, where I used to live. I'm like, what the hell is that fucking sound in the middle of the night? Freaking Amish dude had a boombox on the back of his buggy, and he's yeah. just rolling around with a six-pack. <laughs> well, they got lights on them and all kinds of other stuff now. Which is smart, because at night, if they ain't got lights, you're smoking No, I'm talking like underglow. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have not seen that yet. You haven't? No. Oh, yeah. I uh, Where where was I? I think it was up in Pulaski one night, and we had come out of the bar, and we you know, we were staying up there in Altmar, and I hear... And it's the horse coming down. And I look, dude, and it looked like a UFO coming down the road, dude. It had, like, interior God. lights and, like, blue lights underneath the thing. I'm like, that's not Amish buggy. What is that thing, you know? Oh, my God. So, I mean, they're coming around. They're probably listening. You know, like, listening to well, learn. Not anymore. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, yeah. like, my dad used to take me to, like, the Amish toy shops yeah. and stuff like that. It's cool. And I was like, they do great things. We're not. No, not we're not bashing, bashing the Amish. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they have some awesome craftsmanship. So, I walk in the shop as a kid, and I'm like, man, look at these cool toys. And, and like, the, the Amish dude, his name was Noah. He's like, yeah, man, get it done. And I'm like, what the hell? Did you just call Larry the Cable Guy? He's like, oh, yeah, we went to this concert a couple years ago, loved him. I'm like, what? What? Dude had an autographed picture of him and Larry the Cable Guy at his freaking little toy shop. Could you imagine what Larry the Cable Guy thought about when he took the picture with the Amish kid? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Get her done. You stink worse than I do. <laughs> oh. I have learned there is one way to keep an Amish woman happy at night. What's that? Two Mennonites. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, I guess it's a good way to end the podcast, Josh. Yeah, why don't man. you tell everybody where they can mic find drop. you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just drop the mic. Um, well, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, <laughs> and we're on TikTok, but not as much. It's about well, to be OnlyFans. <laughs> Jeez! <laughs> hey, pay five dollars, I'll shoot a deer. Um, but we're also on Roku, which is channel seven one six. It's a it's an app that's local to us, but we're 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 out there, so. Um, I mean, a lot of the people that follow us are like, oh, yeah, dude, we, we saw your show. Like, sweet. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, our main platform, like, my name is Josh Larson. I'm on Facebook. I have my own page. Then we have the Primitive Patriot Outdoors page as well. Um, same thing with Instagram. It's Josh Larson, Primitive Patriot, and then Primitive Patriot Outdoors. And then our YouTube's just Primitive Patriot Outdoors, and same with the TikTok. So the TikTok side of things, we 
you can't put kill shots on there. You can't so do much on there. I'll do Miley Cyrus rendition of like I can buy my own flowers, but I changed it up so it's like I can buy my own fishing lures. Oh. Yep. It's like I can buy my own lures, put a rod in my hand, go fishing for hours, and put that fish in a pan. <laughs> we'll drop the mic on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here on hey, the Outdoor good. Drive. Hey, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Love it. Absolutely. Looking forward to what you guys got going on. Everyone go and check them out. And thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.